When every employee is on the same page, working together, your brand can accomplish anything. Achieving this feat is easier said than done, though, especially in this shift to remote work that we find ourselves in the midst of. We'll go over some ways you can get started on unifying and building a more productive team, today on Growth Marketing for Martians. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am your host, as always, Jeff Lambert. I am joined today by Caroline Siniza Levine. She is a senior contributor at Forbes, and she's a career expert who has appeared on CNN, ABC, CBS, Fox, and other media outlets. And she's helped major companies coaching through career best practices, including Amazon, Goldman Sachs, and Google. Caroline, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming. We want to talk today about what's happening in the workplace. We're seeing a major shift going on right now in how the world works. And it seems to only have sped up in 2020, you know, with everything that's going on. And I'd like to start off by asking you, what are some of the factors that are driving an increase in companies adopting work from home policies? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, there's just the very practical matter of the pandemic and safety reasons. So depending on where you are, there are shelter-in-place restrictions. Uh, there are size restrictions in terms of how many people you can have uh, in a, a particular sized area. And so work from home is necessary from those practical considerations. But then also in terms of cost, uh, there's a cost savings on, on both sides. So for the employee, of course, you're not commuting anymore. So it's it's really seen as a perk. And then for the employer, uh, it's more longer term in terms of can you get less space? Um, can you do with less equipment, et cetera. And then also for the employer, it's seen as a perk that you can give uh, to employees. Many people enjoy the fact that they don't have a commute anymore. They can work more flexibly. And so they're able to give them this perk. It doesn't cost them anything. And at a time when they might be pulling back on raises or bonuses, things like that, it's, it's very valuable to have a perk like that. Now, with that shift, I'm sure, especially for department leaders, you know, uh, people who are in charge of trying to make sure that things stay productive and on task and communications happening in the workplace. Now we're in a whole new world because, like you said, everybody's working from their different silos. You have to be able to bring that together effectively. So what are some issues that you've seen that have cropped up uh, with this transition, especially for people who are managing teams? Yeah. So first and foremost, managing uh, while you're from home. So managing from home and then managing a dispersed team that is working from home is not the same as managing in real life. So if you are a manager who historically loved to walk around and get a pulse for how your team is doing and really thrived off of looking at, you know, how are people feeling and let me make some eye contact here or let me bump into someone and, and check in on them. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to change uh, your style of management. I would also say that uh, the processes even that you use, things like, do you have uh, weekly check-ins or when people have questions, do they just come find you? That obviously doesn't work anymore when you're not in real life and you have to set aside time to actually answer questions. You have to tell people uh, to phone you or text you or put some time on your calendar. Again, you're not going to be bumping into people. You have to plan for this and reset expectations. 
Sure. Communication has to be, like you said, it has to be uh, not only planned up, but it has to be, you know, purposeful in a way because the, the, the water cooler talk, the, Hey, how you doing? Going from cubicle to cubicle, that's gone. That's not coming back. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> so what are some solutions or adjustments that you see for, for individuals who are used to working in this way? Do you have any suggestions for how they can maybe tweak their uh, strategies, their styles to be able to ensure that organizational success is happening? Yeah. So I think the first step, of course, is just to be aware of what your own tendency as a manager is. Have you been relying on that management by walking around or that ad hoc bumping into people? you know, what are you going to have to change on your end? I would also be mindful of who is on your team. People have different comfort levels with technology. It is not a given that people are going to be able to manage their their time well, manage their technology well, that they're as comfortable on, let's say, a video call uh, or in a video meeting uh, as they would be in real life or even on a phone conference call. So you have to be mindful of everybody else that you're managing and really think about, do I have to coach people a certain way? Do I have to support people a certain way? Do I have to be more available? Um, I would say that if you're thinking about your own communication style, I would err on the side of over-communicating. Don't be afraid uh, to check in more often because you can always dial that back and readjust. But don't assume that your staff, that your team is going to come to you with every question that they have or that they're going to come to you with concerns because they're also dealing with this for the first time. They might not know uh, how to manage themselves. They might not know how you're going to react. And so they're also confused and not necessarily ready to ask all the questions. And so you as the manager have to take that lead. And that's why I say your own self-awareness, your awareness of the team. And then of course, even over communicating is going to be something that's helpful. Do you think it's a good idea, especially for for managers to keep in mind during this time as well, everyone's going to have a a relative shift in terms of when their major work is going to happen. You know, you may have parents in the morning who are starting their kids off on virtual school, and they may have to take a break for 30 minutes to make that happen in order to do their job well. Should there be a little bit more flexibility in terms of uh, communication and response times that you see in this new environment that we work in? Is that an important thing to remember? Yeah, I think it's always important to to be thinking about being more flexible regarding communication and regarding work styles. Even before the pandemic, we were moving with digital technology, for example, really tethering people uh, to their office, even when they're outside the office. We're moving to a more fluid work environment where it's not about clocking in at nine and clocking out at five. I mean, the reality is, is that Uh, people's work days already, even before the pandemic, were more fluid. And so now on top of that, you have the fact that basically work-life boundaries have all but disappeared. And like you mentioned, there are child care and elder care and homeschooling and all sorts of other uh, responsibilities vying for our time. And so, yes, absolutely, managers need to be more flexible around how people can get the best results for their work. And that really means that managers need to be super clear about the results that they're trying 
to get from their team so that they can judge by results and not just by how quickly an email gets answered or how responsive someone is on a particular issue. They might not be tethered to their desk, but that doesn't mean that they're not getting their work done. Now, this transition, you know, like we said, we've seen it over the past few years. This has been happening slowly for, for quite a long time. Things have accelerated in this year. Are there any businesses that you have either worked with or seen in the news that you feel they're really hitting the nail on the head in terms of making the WFH uh, culture and experience really work for their employees? You know, I see it more less, you know, company wide by company wide and more manager by manager. So I've seen even within the same company that there are some managers who have managed to rally their team and get good results from their team that they really, again, they check in, uh, they recognize that some people will need to work more flexibly, they support them when it comes to uh, using the technology to their benefit. And so they've really you know, raised uh, the stakes and raised their own performance around how they're leading their team. And then I've seen managers in the same company uh, struggle with this because they might be too tied to managing by walking around, or they really just haven't taken the time to adjust their style to the new normal. So I hesitate to say, oh, this company is doing it right. And this company is not doing it right. Because again, we're dealing with people managing people, and you'll see wide variations when it comes to teams. Excellent point. You know, and as we move forward in this, do you have any predictions as to where this is going to lead us, this continued work from home culture? What do you see on the horizon, you know, even one year or five years from now? You know, I think the best example is the fact that you have, let's say, a company, Twitter, that says, okay, we're going to work from home indefinitely. This is going to be forever. And then very recently, Netflix comes out and says, oh, this work from home stuff, this is this is terrible. We need to get people back into the office. So there are lots of examples of, again, these are two companies in relatively basically the same industry, and yet they have very, very different philosophies around work from home. So how is this going to play out? I have no idea. I mean, I think it's going to depend company by company, and frankly, potentially team by team, that there will be, even within the same company, some people will find that it's working great for them. And if they have that flexibility, they're going to let their staff uh, work from home, uh, or they're going to ask their staff to come come back to the office. I, I don't think that we know. And so to the rest of uh, the, the points that I made in the podcast where I was saying, um, you really have to check in with yourself and make sure that you're not making assumptions. You need to check in with your team, be aware of what they need, uh, be aware of their needs for technology. We're just going to have to keep doing that going forward um, as, as the market changes and as this pandemic changes and as we learn more. Sure. And, you know, all this happening right now, this is really serving as a large sales uh, social experiment, I guess you could say, in terms of how this is going to play out. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Caroline, uh, for people who want to learn more about what you do, the, the services that you offer, learning more about just uh, optimizing careers in general, how can people connect with you? Yeah. So the best way is to go to my website, which is sixfigurestart.com. So that's S-I-X figure, and then start, S-T-A-R-T, dot com. Caroline, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me.
Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Growth Marketing for Martians, a weekly podcast all about tomorrow's business growth tips today. This podcast is brought to you by Risen, a revenue growth firm focused on innovative strategies and proven tactics to help scale your business. Learn more about how they can help you by visiting www.gorisen.com or follow their adventures on social media. Profile links are in the show notes. Thanks for your support and keep on reaching for the stars.